This is Comic Picks by the Glick, and here's your host, Jason Glick. Yeah, that's right. Here I am. Okay, this week, yeah, it's like, for those of you who read my weekly, my um, bi-weekly posts about what comic books I review, you know, so I talked about um, The Goon, Volume 7, A Place of Heartache and Grief. A seri- a ta- it's a title that is far less emo, the title for series is far less emo than the title would indicate. And, um... Well, see, I figured, you know, I talked about the most recent volume, volume seven in the post, but you know what? That would be a good time to talk about, you know, like the other volumes in the series Dark Horse has released. And thank God they picked it up because God damn, this series is a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, because this, because The Goon is essentially, is a series by Eric Powell, who's got a um, sense of humor that, and mindset that works at, at perpendicular angles than, than the rest the rest of us. I mean, his, his sense of humor and Thoughts on how things work just just aren't normal, and and God bless him for that because yeah, you know, without that kind of thing, like uh, er, like like everything would be would be just that much more dull in the r- real world. But I'm getting ahead of myself. In case the goon is basically about a character named the goon, big big ugly guy in, <coughs> in a 1930s style world, who basically goes around beating the crap out of the undead. Because you know, on one hand, you got the goon who's representing like the human. Human interest of his town, and then you got got the zo- like the zombie priest. I was just going to ask, what is the undead? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, it's zombies. I mean, it's like you got the zombie priest who's who's basically running the other all the undead rackets in town, and he's and he ideally he he'd like nothing more than just take over the town himself. But really, it's like it's the goon who's standing in his way, and like he's how does he do it? He just goes and beats the crap out of the zombies each time. And it's it's good stuff, and like and then. He also got his buddy Frankie, who's just guy. Guy, right? I mean, like his his signature line is "knife to the eye," <laughs> and it's he's a big, big, wide-eyed, crazy guy who just talk, talks about some some of the most insane, most insane stuff, like like getting his own, like getting his own pony. Just like talking about the girl who who just like put a who put a um, baby clothes on a cat in order to convince that convince her that he that it was his kid. I mean, it's like, and he's just like a crazy psychopath. But yeah, he's the goon's buddy because he stuck by him. He stuck by him once when he was in trouble, and now they're they're in it together. But I mean, the series is just like trades on some of the on some like real, some really warped, crazy stuff. And you get you get the goon fighting um, giant fishmen at the at the wharf and cutting their legs off. It's like ah, that's my that's my good dating arm. I'm not gonna get any good 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 women without without my good dating arm. It's like, and then you got yeah, like talk, let's see, talking chainsaws, which. Even like Powell admits in the um, Volume Zero trade paperback, which collects his um, pre Dark Horse stuff, she's like, "Yo, what were we thinking with a with a giant talking chainsaw? I mean, that doesn't make any sense." <laughs> yeah. And then, so then you got the um, and then, well, you got like then you got the uh, time that he and Frankie went to get this valuable coin collection from a from a ghost that um, let's see, like it's let's see that we see that the ghost. It's lots of incestuous ghosts, because basically, this like the grandpa like, made his family stay in there, and then just did all sorts of strange things with them, and it was yeah, kind of scary. I mean, let's see if I can find the exact quote right here. Oh yeah, you see the district, the DeCaster patriarch, Mister Lionel DeCaster, wasn't known for being entirely sociable, decent, or sane. Mr. DeCaster kept his wife, children, and grandchildren and prisoners in the mansion, never once letting them step foot outside, constantly subjecting, subjecting them to every depravity his sick mind could conduct. conduct. What's that, you say? How did he have grandchildren if he never left his kids, 
if he never let his kids leave the house? Think about it, you twit. We're dealing with a real sick puppy here. So basically, got a bunch of incestuous ghosts, but um, like um, versus um versus the goon and Frankie, and while and while like Frankie um just gets the bad end of the crazy here, just um trying to make nice with a sandwich. The goon um gets finds out that that um let's see that cinnamon floss is the bane of all undead. Cinnamon floss. Cinnamon floss. Huh. Seriously. Yeah, it's like she says. Oh, petrified cat eyes strung strung on cinnamon dental floss. Yeah, so that's all. If you're if you're in a in a bind with the with the ghosts and um, you need you need to take them out. Um, cat cat eyes and cinnamon floss. That's all you're gonna need. Well, it's good I have cinnamon floss in my car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and from yeah, and it's it, it's just this gets crazier from there. From, you know, from and let's see the first first real volume of the series. You get to see them take. Kicking on like um, Santa's evil evil elves like to di- like to eat digest everything they come across, like and the let's um, see and you get to see the zombie priest zombie priest trying to get um get this um bog creature trying to eat eat something's head. Let's see the goon facing off against an eight armed like eight, I, I guess like, like a like a deadbeat eight armed spider, and and like while you get the um the undead undead who eat, eat the flesh. Get the undead to eat the flesh of the dead. You get find a cannibal who faced like a living cannibal, tur- who was created by the zombie priest in order to feast on the flesh of the living. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. It's good, great warp stuff. And uh, as a as a testament to like how how big it's become. Like, even um, Mike Mike Mignola, creator of Hellboy, right. um, um, decided to have them have Hellboy team up with him with the goon at one point. I mean, it's like. A, it's it's funny because like, you see, because like Hellboy's like he's just doing his thing, and then one point he just realizes he winds up in the world world of the goon fighting a squid on a on a on a World War One era airplane. It's it's funny. It's uh-huh. and then like and as you see that like, like Hellboy, I mean, he's a fairly straight shooter. But then we get the uh, we toss him in the crazy. We toss him against the craziness of the goon. The goons' world—it just seems kind of mundane, actually. Like when, like, you know, when Hellboy says, like, you know, one time I was in Japan, I, I was in this house, and there were all these guys with no heads, and the heads are off in the woods trying to eat me. So I took all the bodies and hid them in the lake. I mean, like, he says this to the guy, to the goons' crew, and they think, um, yeah, okay, that's that's kind of normal, you know. <laughs> like, so what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they go out to fight. Then they go out to fight squids. To, they they got to fight squids with um, balloons attached to them, so it's 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 straight great strange stuff. But see the thing about the goon though is that recently it's actually been hitting in more serious territory. Yeah, now serious territory, uh, meaning that like it's like we're, we're trying to find out that you know, like the zombie priest is find, finds out that more serious consequences for his actions, and the goons find out that you know like things aren't going to be like the same. This is fine. Oh, me versus zombie priest is going to be versus like even more crazy thing, cra- crazy and evil things that you know, actually probably going to make killing me and killing everything else that I know. But because I mean, with with volume five, wicked incli- inclinations, things things do take a slightly more serious turn as Buzzard, the uh, the living guy who feeds on the flesh of the dead, um, winds up taking the fight to the zombie priest. Well, that fight turns out to be. 
Case fights the zombie priest pretty well. The priest actually has his own things, his own plans of mind. He basically uses the unborn spawn of a, of a woman to um, be his new army against against the goon and Frankie. And it's I guess taking taking this things this far, it just gets just gets even worse for the for the characters. I mean, and then things get to a head in Volume Six, Chinatown. Now, Chinatown only exists in hardcover so far, but it's basically um, a story because, like, as this, in the previous volumes, like they were in references to something something bad happened um, to the goon once before, and all we know is that it happened in Chinatown. And he doesn't want to go there. He doesn't want to talk about it anymore. So he, whenever Frankie brings it up, he just says, "You know what, Frankie? I don't want to talk about that." It's like <laughs> you know, you just don't talk about that anymore. In Chinatown, it's a it. It's 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 interesting story because it starts off with um, the very first page of the book basically says this ain't funny, <laughs> which is funny all by itself. And, and when it, it's funny, then you start reading this, and then you realize that no, this is the last time the goon actually had to be happy. I mean, he met this one girl who was um, who was a prostitute in the service of the of the Chinatown um, of the Chinatown um, gangsters who were who wanted access to the docks, right. and it's like the goon sees this girl. I mean, oh. Well, she was one of the girls who worked at the at his carnival before he um like before things went bad for him. And he when he got met up with her and she found and like he he met met with her again, he arranged for her freedom, they went out for a while, and then she basically broke the news from there, no goon, I don't want to be with you anymore. It's like I just I just want to need my freedom. And then the goon just loses it. I mean, there's a great six like six page sequence in the graphic novel where it just shows which where you see Goon looking in the in the, in the mirror and he just he just completely loses it, mm. and it's, it's a great sequence. And then so you notice you see this and nothing's ever going to be the same for him. And then after that, then you learn out how he got his trademark scars, and it it ain't happy. I mean, it's very well done, and um, I'm looking at this and I think you know, but one of the reasons I like about the Goon is because it's so goddamn funny. Just like all the crazy, crazy funny stuff that he throws in each volume. I mean, like, and then like to go serious like this. I mean, like, well, I mean, that's kind of, it's, it's not what you expect. Yeah, it's not what you expect. I mean, he's been building up to this. I mean, like, there's a, there's a term for this. Um, it's called the Cerebus syndrome. Okay. Yeah, it's originally coined by a, by this um guy Eric Burns who writes this um webcomic site called WebSnark. Okay. Basically, it's a term from when a series, uh, a sensibly comic series, starts injecting dramatic elements in order to um take it seriously. Next level. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's named for um Dave Dave Sims Cerebus series, who started off as a as a Conan parody, but then started actually became a, a great great voice for um social satire and parody. Well, b- well, that's before Dave Sim lost his mind and started hating women in every issue. <laughs> but that's another story. Okay. Anyway, that's that kind of, that really seems what the goon what the goon is going towards here. But then you get to um volume seven, a place of heartache and grief, part of what um Dark Horse is calling the Goon Year. Which is where, because um, the series has been kind of published somewhat sporadically for for a while before that, but with this with this thing, this is basically um, it seems like it's Eric Powell doing the entire series executive for like for a year, and in order to get get this, in order to um, wrap the story of the zombie priest and the goon, ostensibly anyway, because on um, Volume Seven, a place of heartache and grief, basically um, shows you, so finds things going really bad for the zombie priest. As he, as his boss, as his um, as the organization he's a part of, sends one of its guys down there to um, to basically 
say, hey, you know what? You really suck at your job. We're going to um, bring in someone else. And this someone else appears to be um, Labrazio, the um, gangster who um, the goon killed and then assumed, assumed his place in order to fake out the zombie priest. But with um, Volume 7, though, I mean, it's, it's still really goddamn funny. I mean, you see lots of, lots of cre- things that I talked about in the post. I mean, you can see the goon um, like driving, a chi- like driving his car through, through one of the um, zombie priest's changelings. You see him dumping the... Like dumping a hip, dumping a hillbilly into into the swamp. Um, he, it's like um, fighting a colossal transvestite, like beating the crap out of some girls, some vulture girls in the air. And it's it's funny because like you see, because you find out that this that these these vulture girls were were supposed to have been destroyed after the goon smashed this um this wizard's diamond. Until she's back, but they find out that the um that the that the um diamond was you know the ruby. Sorry, my, my bad. The ruby was um was glued back together because hey, you know I didn't know you. Goon says yeah, I didn't know you could do that. He says no, they did. It's like now I'm back and being tormented. Well, that's too bad. You suck. So I'm gonna Ooh. let you. I'm gonna let you suffer anyway. But it's the um, but volume seven, I, it works because I mean like, even though it's like it's 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 still taking the series in a much more serious direction, uh-huh. it's still not losing sight of the of the great um twisted comedic sensibilities that that the series that has been the hallmark of the series. So even if we are going in a much more um, serious direction, mm-hmm. I'm willing to go along with it. If only because it's like I said, it's, it's, it's not losing sight of what, of what made the series great in the first place. I mean, like right. it's also noteworthy because, because even as serious as the series, as this volume gets, it still ends with, um, a, uh, like a four page segment on peaches, Valentine, uh, Peaches Valentine is a character who was mostly known for just like playing with his own shit, mm-hmm. and um, you find out that it's it's because you the segment is called Peaches Valentine in in all hail the Oprah because it's basically Powell taking issue with um, Oprah's um, promotion of the secret, and then you eventually find out that oh Peaches Valentine has been hiding in Oprah's swelled head all this time, <laughs> and um, it's it's. It's just just sick. I mean, it's like you just found that this this shit, this this thing who likes playing with his own shit is hiding out in Oprah's head, making her think these things, and uh, and wait, just just out of curiosity, does does she lose it after that? Well, you see, like her head explodes. Oprah, you see, oh, her head explodes, (laughs) and um, then you that's when you realize that Peaches Valentine has been hiding and hiding it all this. All this time. the whole reason why she is the way she is. Yes. <laughs> and. Uh, nice hit. Yeah, it's it's great stuff. So, like, it's like, yeah, it's, even though it's like, it's like, even though the series is, is getting more serious, it's still not losing sight of its, of what it was originally here for, which is to provide just like great, great twist, like great twisted humor at the expense of the undead and those who deserve it. Mm-hmm. So, overall. All let's see, like well, technically eight volumes if you count volume zero, okay. are well worth buying. And yeah, even though like volume volume six, Chinatown is still on hardcover, mm-hmm. that's still still well, well worth it as well. Gotcha. Even even if it isn't funny, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like to be honest, this is probably more suited for Halloween stuff. But hey, you know what? I still say go out and buy it. Go out and buy all all the volumes like as soon as you can because it's 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 great stuff. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. <laughs> All right, and on that note, call it a night. Gonna see you next week. All right, see you later, guys. Mm-hmm.